Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Studio 6A in downtown Taipei. Coming up a little bit later on in today's program, we're going to have for you Chinese to go. That's a free lesson brought to you by RTI. And also Hashtag Taiwan hosted by Leslie Liao. And also Status Update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan... Today is Tuesday, March 24th, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hi, Andrew. And uh, we have me, Andrew Ryan. All right. How are you doing, Leslie? Not bad. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We haven't been in the same studio for this show in ages. I think you've been away from the show for a good deal, huh? I have. So if I do anything wrong today, you have to let me know what I'm doing wrong. Oh, I could never correct you. Oh, you must. <laughs> uh now, our listeners, you're probably wondering why it's just me and Leslie in the studio today. Well, uh, there's a very good reason for that, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that in uh, just a moment. But first, let's have a look at the stories we're going to be discussing. We're going to tell you about the youngest confirmed case of coronavirus in Taiwan. Also, uh, Taiwanese invention, which helps protect doctors who are intubating patients. And also uh, some other stories that are not connected to coronavirus. We're going to tell you, uh, well, I guess the four biggest temples offering online worship is connected to that. Also in Miali County, they're setting up a speed control to save leopard cats. And we're going to round things out with a look at why Taiwan is the happiest country, not only in East Asia, but in, if you look at all the countries in East Asia and even Southeast Asia which is not where Taiwan is located, uh, it's still the happiest. All right. So uh, all those stories and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. How am I doing so far? You're doing good. Thanks, doing Leslie. Real good. You're very kind. I haven't done anything wrong yet, I don't think. Uh, although there's still 17 minutes left in the show, so <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time for that to happen. So uh, let's start off by telling everybody why the two of us are sitting in the studio without a third person. Well, this is actually coronavirus related. Fortunately, it's not because somebody has it. It's uh, one of the new preventative measures that RTI is taking. And I think a lot of companies around Taiwan and actually around the world are starting to do what we are doing. And what is that, Leslie? Uh, social distancing. That is the name. That is the word of the, I want to say, the past two months, maybe month or even week. Yes. Mentions of social distancing have erupted online, just absolutely right. surged. And look how far we are apart. We are socially distant from one another. Yeah, this is about two two meters, two and a half, I dare say. Yes. We are right now. And um, if we had a third person in here, well, we could get that kind of distance in a triangle formation. In Studio 6A, that's definitely possible. Mm -hmm. Other studios, not so possible. Tough call. Very tough, tough call. call. 
So at any one point in time, only half of the English service is in the physical building. The rest of us are working from home. Actually, Andrew, my friends in the States, they said they've been W uh, WFH the past week. Working from home? I had to, I had to Google that. <laughs> I really had to Google that. And I'm a little glad that it's a technical term. Otherwise, I would have felt very old. I was just like, what are these young people looking up these days? F-W-I-W. I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I did know that one. <laughs> um, so that's just the, the world as it is right now. That's right. This is our new normal. Uh, and I hope that you are listening at home and enjoying the fact that it's just me and Leslie today. We're going to try to bring a little bit of warmth and humor to every one of our programs. Well, maybe not humor to every program, but definitely to today's program. A little bit of banter. A little bit of banter, levity, to uh, get you through the next, uh, well, now 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, Andrew. I feel like you're just looking at that timer. I'm not. I'm trying to see how much we can squeeze <laughs> into this short amount of time we have together. All right, let's go for it. All right, we're going to tell you about Taiwan's youngest confirmed case of coronavirus. Uh, so we are changing the mood a little bit here in the studio. Uh, the good thing is, is that for very young patients, uh, there's very low chance of mortality. In fact, I don't know that anybody under 10 has uh, actually passed away from this. Uh, we're looking at a patient who is under five years old, four years old. Mm. And uh, I guess he, it is a he, yes. uh, was in the Netherlands with his family on vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we know about this patient? So it's a family of four, and um, this child is four years old, making them the youngest COVID-19 patient uh, announced yesterday, actually, Monday during the press conference. And this came at... Uh, a time where that was probably the largest single-digit, uh, single-day rise in uh, COVID-19 cases in Taiwan, at least. 26 people have, were announced to have contracted the disease. I think most of them were imported, and only one was seen as a domestic case. But they're saying that um, this presents a lot of challenges, actually, with a child this young, because... Uh, there is no really real treatment that you can uh, provide this child. They can only really uh, provide support, supportive therapy. And another problem that they have to run into is as a kid, children don't really take medicine. They don't take, uh, you, you know, oral oral tablets, medicine mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form is very child uh, difficult for a child to take. So that's to another swallow and like to make sure they take it on time. Well, I guess the parents are in charge of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when the child re-entered the country, he had a low fever on March 10th, and he exhibited no other symptoms. Now, the, uh, the CECC, the Central Epidemic Command Center, is saying that he is the fever is gone and his uh, symptoms are very, very mild, if any. Mm -hmm. so, That's good. That's yeah. really good to hear. I think a, a fever was detected after, uh, so when they went through the airport, the child did not have a fever. No. But then later on was discovered to have a fever. Yes. Okay. So that's basically what we know right now. Actually, Andrew, here's a quick question for you. Do you know, or venture, care to venture to guess, how young the youngest confirmed case of COVID-19 is in the world? Is it like two? One or two? We're talking about a newborn oh, child. Oh, wow. And this was reported by The Guardian, which is uh, a UK. Wow, wow, wow. And Sorry, I was coughing there. I was trying not to cough. 
<laughs> Excuse me. About, you shouldn't do that in the show. <laughs> I apologize. About a week and a half ago, and uh, they said that the mother had pneumonia. She was taken to the uh, to the hospital days before birth, mm. and once the child came out, it was confirmed that the child had COVID nineteen as well. Wow. So this is this uh, COVID nineteen is seems to be a very non discriminatory virus mm. in, in in some regards as to who it infects i wonder if uh, it's really dangerous for newborn babies to have it i, I have i don't know i'm not mm. sure if the research is out there yet wow well we hope for the best for all these patients of course um i'm actually gonna just go straight into the next story which is also coronavirus related mm. do we need music in between them mm, you want to lighten the mood we can lighten the mood let's lighten the mood i don't know if we this will lighten it enough Actually, this is a very upbeat story, I have to say. This is about an invention by a Taiwanese doctor uh, to help other doctors. And basically, it is a device called the aerosol box. And it helps physicians who are performing endotracheal intubations, which are very important for uh patients who are having respiratory failure. So basically, if you have to put them on a breathing machine, you need to insert a tube. But the problem is when you insert a tube, actually that's when you have a lot of, uh, like the patient may give off a lot of what's called aerosol yeah. or kind of water spray, mm. water droplets from their breathing tubes, uh, which presumably would contain the coronavirus, yeah. right? Um, and actually this is a very dangerous procedure for the doctor because they could end up inhaling those, um, you know, kind of water droplets, infected water droplets directly into their own air passages and become sick. So uh, this doctor, uh, whose name is Lai Xianyong, he's an anesthesiologist at Mennonite Christian Hospital in Hualien. And he basically, he created this box for just about 66 US dollars, about 2000 NT. And you can create it at any acrylic factory in the world. It's basically a clear plastic box, and you put it over the patient's head, mm. and then it has two holes that the um, the doctor can put his or her arms into, hands into, do the intubation process, and then if there are any aerosol fumes, they stay inside the box. That's, I think it's pretty impressive. No, that's uh, something absolutely. Uh, I, that's absolutely necessary. I think mm -hmm. uh, it's cheap too. It's cheap. It's simple. It's free, uh, and hopefully, it's going to protect a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the uh, one of the most recent cases was actually a medical worker in mm. Taiwan. At least I think two days ago, one of them that was announced, and they uh, the CECC just said they had to do a top bottom scrub down of the. Mm. And this is you have to think that. The medical workers are the most at risk here. One, uh, you know, mm. they, they don't have a choice. They really just need to get into the rough of it. Mm, absolutely, and we've seen this, and we saw it in China, we saw it in Italy. Unfortunately, we're seeing other parts of the world where doctors are becoming sick uh, from their patients. Even if you take the extreme, the utmost of care mm. to prevent yourself from uh, becoming infected, uh, it's it's so difficult to do. What's great about this is it's uh, registered under a Creative Commons license, free of charge to the public, um, so you can uh, make one yourself. You basically just go to um, a, a place which can put together an acrylics box for you and uh, use these instructions. They can be downloaded for free, and uh, there you go. So it's a little gift from this doctor to other 
doctors in a similar difficult situation. So, Leslie, you were telling me that the four biggest temples in Taiwan are going online? That's right. Um, We have, we are seeing an uptick in um, Buddhist monks giving, you know, their talks live stream to followers. They just, they will speak to an empty room and their audience will actually be watching from a website away. And the reason why they do that is because, um, you know, it's just this social distancing that we were talking about, right? Religious communities actually in Taiwan have moved very, very fast. One of the biggest processions in Taiwan, which mm-hmm. is the Mazu procession, was canceled. And um, it's actually kind of heartwarming to read a lot of these religious leaders. Uh, they were, they're saying, you know, worship does not, is not limited to a place. It's actually limited to your sincerity and, and what's in your heart. Mm. So you don't have to come to us and Guo Hui, who is the head of the Dharma Drum Mountain, which is Fagu San, a very, very big uh, Buddhist organization here in Taiwan. They said uh, they learned a big lesson from the SARS outbreak in 2003, mm. and that's why they're taking this uh, COVID-19 threat very, very seriously. And they even said, uh, Guo Hui even said, uh, they called an emergency meeting of senior monks after they heard that Wuhan was under lockdown. And he said, doing in meditation and praying at home is the same as doing it at Faku Sun. Mm. And um, he says, we can't have tens or hundreds of people together because it's very, very risky. Online meditation and teaching sessions may be convenient, but the atmosphere is still not the same. This is actually coming from um, uh, one of his wife, actually. <laughs> which is, <laughs> I mean, he's doing his best here. And uh, it is a lecture that, that he, he draws huge crowds because he's a very, very renowned religious leader. But I think this is a, a huge deal because especially what happened in South Korea, one of the reasons why the COVID-19 outbreak erupted and surged as it, as it did was because um, one of the biggest churches in Korea actually had big, huge religious processions. Mm. And that's why a lot of people got infected with COVID there. Yeah. That's, I think these religious um, kind of like masses in Catholic Church, there was a priest in uh, Washington, D.C. Mm. who was uh, confirmed as a case of coronavirus. And that was a concern because, you know, there are several hundred people in the congregation. And if, you know, in a Catholic Church, I grew up in the Catholic Church, they, you know, pass out communion. They pass out those little wafers uh, that you put in your mouth, and those are handed out by hand. Oh, um, and you know they also have like communal glass. Uh, I guess you call the the wine. The wine. It's it's not a goblet. What is it chalice? called? The chalice. Uh-huh. Thanks, Les. No are you Catholic? Worries. No, I just I just know what you your know words are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> He's got ESP for words. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's that's a bit of a concern. Um, but I think uh, what you said hit the nail on the head. Like it doesn't really matter. Uh, where you are and who you pray to, I think uh, whoever's listening, they know this is extreme time. They, yeah. don't, they don't expect you to be in a tight place with a lot of other people. It's a really nice sentiment going around because one of the biggest temples in Taiwan, which was uh, Longsan Temple over mm. in Taipei, that's what they said too because they banned incense burning. And they're yeah. just like, you know what? It's the thought that counts. It's not the incense that counts. It's the mm. thought. So it's like, 
And it's a great time to do it too. They said it was for environmental reasons, but they said it was also for the health of the people there. Mm. When you consider that coronavirus is is something that's you know respiratory in nature, yeah, uh, you can't help but feel better uh, that they're not using incense at that temple. All right, we're going to go on to Miaoli now, which is in northwestern Taiwan. Yeah, so the highway number 13 there, they had their average speed control system. They brought the speed limit down. And not because people are getting in trouble on the road there, but because they're trying to save the leopard cats. Mm. And I know we've mentioned leopard cats on this show before particularly, and unfortunately they get... Uh, involved in roadkill incidents quite a bit. Mm. Can we just pause for a second mm. and, and explain what a leopard cat is for people who don't know? It's not really a leopard, not really a cat, it's but a, it is a leopard and it is a cat. <laughs> and it's endemic to Taiwan, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so they're reducing the uh, speed limit at night to 50 k- kilometers per hour, and they said this is going to save uh, the animals because this has been an issue over there quite a bit. Mm. And uh, this is happening at a uh, county level. That's great. That means that uh, maybe the police department will uh, also rake in some extra money. They can... Uh... <laughs> Give it to the leopard cats, man. You, yeah. I bet you leopard cats love scratch posts. And mm-hmm. is there leopard nip? I don't know. Yes, leopard nip. And go crazy for that stuff. Uh, well, that's good. I'm glad that they're taking that into consideration. Because you do see... Almost always when they appear in the news, it's it's for some sort of traffic accident or, you know, they're found crossing the highway or whatnot. Yeah. So, well, keep our little leopard cat babies safe. And finally, today, a story to end with a smile on your face. Uh, Taiwan is ranked the happiest country, not just in East, but also in Southeast Asia. Although, again, I should point out that it's not in Southeast Asia. (laughs) (laughs) They did say East Asia. They say East and Southeast Asia. (laughs) I guess they just like the more countries you add in there. And if we're still the top, it's like even better. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So basically, they found that Taiwan uh, was ranked in the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network, 25th in the world of 153 countries and regions for happiness based on things like GDP per capita, uh, social support, life expectancy, freedom, generosity, perceptions of corruption. Um, So they topped neighbors Singapore, which is 31st, Philippines 52nd, uh, and then it kind of goes down the list from there. Um, Our nearest neighbor, China to the north, was 94th on that list. Um, Now, there's not much of a change for Taiwan since last year. It was also 25th last year, which is... I think one of the best we've ever done in this survey. Hey, we're st- hey. still doing good. Hey, still doing good. Uh, you know what the happiest country in the world is? Uh, I want to say Malta. It's ooh, that's a good good uh, guess. It is not. Um, I would say, however, that uh, it, it, the country that's in top is there for the third year in a row. Um, another guess? Netherlands, Norway. Ooh, you well you Sweden. Hit- Swiss, Switzerland. Okay, now you've hit one of the top five. Okay. <laughs> oh, Norway is also in the top five. It's Finland. Oh, wow. Uh, so Finland, Denmark, Switzerland, Iceland, and Norway in the top five. Bottom five, sorry, guys. Central African Republic, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, South Sudan, and Afghanistan. We hope you are able to find a little more happiness in the coming year. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way here on RTI. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. People here are really anxious about the latest COVID-19 outbreak. Let's listen to a conversation. Are you worried about the latest COVID-19 outbreak? Are you anxious? 我真的好担心这个传染病,所以我每天洗手二十次,在公车上都戴口罩。I am so anxious about the contagious disease that I wash my hands almost 20 times a day, and I always wear a mask on the bus. 每天二十次,很多呢,有防护很重要,但是不要惊慌。20 times a day, that's a lot. It's important to take precautions, but don't panic. 我没有选择。我上班搭公车,公车上好多人,大家都站在一起。I have no choice. I go to work by bus, and there are a lot of people on the bus. People stand right next to each other. 手没洗,不要碰眼睛,鼻子和嘴巴。Don't touch your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Alright, let's begin with the first sentence. 你担心最近的疫情吗? 你会感到焦虑吗? Are you worried about the latest COVID-19 outbreak? Are you anxious? 你担心最近的疫情吗? 担心, worry. 最近, the latest. 疫情 refers to the COVID-19 outbreak. The Chinese word 疫 refers to a disease. 你会感到焦虑吗? 焦虑, anxious. 我真的好担心这个传染病,所以我每天洗手二十次。在公车上都戴口罩。I am so anxious about the contagious disease that I wash my hands almost 20 times a day, and I always wear a mask on the bus. 担心,anxious。我真的好担心,I'm so anxious. 传染病,a contagious disease. 病,a disease. 传染,contagious. 我每天洗手二十次。我,I,洗手, wash hands. 二十次,twenty times. 在公车上都戴口罩。公车,bus,在公车上,on the bus. 戴口罩,to wear a mask. 戴,to wear, 口罩,a mask. A face mask or a surgical mask. 每天二十次,很多呢,有防护很重要,但是不要惊慌。Twenty times a day, that's a lot. It's important to take precautions, but don't panic. 每天二十次, 
twenty times a day. 很多呢 That's a lot. 防护 to take precautions. 很重要 very important. 不要惊慌 don't panic. 惊慌 panic. 我没有选择。我上班搭公车，公车上好多人，大家都站在一起。I have no choice. I go to work by bus, and there are a lot of people on the bus. People stand right next to each other. 我没有选择，选择 ，a choice. 我没有选择 ，I have no choice. 我上班搭公车 ，I go to work by bus. 上班 go to work， 搭公车 by bus。公车上好多人。There are a lot of people on the bus. 好多人 a lot of people, many people. 大家都站在一起大家 everyone. 站在一起 to stand right next to each other. 站 to stand 一起 together. 手没洗，不要碰眼睛、鼻子和嘴巴。Don't touch your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. 手没洗，手 hands 洗 to wash. 手没洗 If you haven't washed your hands, 不要碰眼睛、鼻子和嘴巴碰 to touch. In Chinese, we can also say 不要摸 don't touch. 眼睛 eyes, 鼻子 Nose, 嘴巴 mouth. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host Leslie Liao. This week we'll be talking about a local superstar. Don't go away. We're jumping right in. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, Natalie Andrew. I want to talk to you about a local superstar. Now you might think I'm talking about an actor or a singer, but I'm actually talking about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dentist. He's also our health minister, and he's been the one steering Taiwan through the COVID-19 outbreak. He's been skyrocketing in popularity. Why? Well, for one, he's presided over every press conference that the Central Epidemic Command Center holds, and these happen every day,、mm. multiple times a day. What's more is he's dominating the news cycle. Whether he's at the airport checking in on evacuees from Wuhan or giving a report to the legislature. Most importantly, people just see him as a super nice guy. March 14th was White Valentine's Day, and that day during the press conference he had, there was a little bit of a surprise for everybody. Check it out. 好，那这段时间大家对我们指挥中心都非常的支持，好，所以表达我们的谢意，好，所以今天就回一个礼，哈，让大家好能够假滴滴，哈，啊，那这巧克力其实蛮好，蛮好吃的，不过吃完请记得要刷刷牙，哈。
Now, guys, if you think that was cute, well, a lot of people <laughs> on the internet agree with you because this surfaced online, this drawing, Aww. and that's a cartoon version of Chen Shizong, and he's basically saying Happy White Valentine's Day. And remember to brush your teeth. And I love that it's just got that deadpan stare that he <laughs> always seems to have. But you know, he's got a nice heart of gold. But the interesting thing is, love for Chen Shizong has broken through dimensions. He's no longer limited to 2D art. And for, I'll show you what I mean. He's gone 3D, fellas. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. These pop-ups were created by a local Taiwanese artist. Why did she do it? Well, I have the story for you right here. This cartoon pop-up of the health minister was created by local artist Tan Xu. Xu is sharing the files for free online so you can make your own mini minister Chen. Tan says she's been watching the Central Epidemic Command Center's daily press conferences and thought it would be fun to make a caricature of Minister Chen. It only took her one afternoon to complete it, and people are absolutely loving it. But wait, guys, there's more. There's even social media stickers uh, featuring a cartoon version of Chen Shizong, and there's even latte art. <laughs> That's cool. Latte art. Latte art. Do you see that? That's a it's latte, amazing. and he's sitting. On his desk, it's got his name and everything. That, Wait, can you eat that? That's, you can drink that's it. Milk? Oh my goodness. I wouldn't be Amazing. able to drink it. I don't know how much it costs. Amazing. It costs a fortune. <laughs> but I'm going to do something a little different for the Leslie Liao pick of the week this week. Remember that March 14th White Valentine Day press conference? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, the local newspaper, the Liberty Times, they caught a very kind of fun interaction between Chen Shizong and his vice commander, Zhang Sangsun. And... In my mind, when I saw the cartoon or the interaction, this is how it played out. Oh, sweet, man. I got chocolate. This is so excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too, dude. This chocolate's the best. And then the two men, they just pocket the chocolate and walk away. Happy guys. Happy dudes. <laughs> Can I see one of those? Yeah, this is so cute. I want one. I want one too. All right, so uh, we're all fans of him. Minister Chen. You can have him. Oh, He's been that. really great. We're all very happy with him. He's been doing an amazing job here in Taiwan. I'm going to put this on my desk. All right. Yes. So thank you, Leslie. No worries, you guys. That is hashtag Taiwan for the week. Do follow us on social media and leave a comment below. This, this is Status Update. update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventriest. Yes, it's that program where we get to your letters about our programs <laughs> and um, just what you think about them and uh, what you heard. And let us know, you know, anything else that you want to hear from our programs. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to start off with a little bit of uh, updating our status. own status. Yes. Well, how are we doing? Let's see. Let's take let's take stock here. Um, <laughs> cut off from the world. Taiwan is a What's it called? Socially isolating itself. <laughs> We've yeah. cut off. We have shut off the borders to all but citizens and a few other groups of people. Mm. Yeah. Um, how do you feel in this environment? I mean, has life changed at um, all because of this? Yes, I actually um, went and stocked up a little bit mm. on food and stuff. Yeah, canned food and all that. I know a lot of our listeners are in areas that are probably a lot worse affected. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, comparatively speaking, are we allowed on, out on the streets? Like, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what's we going are. on here in Taiwan. We're still coming into work. We are. <laughs> um, as we've said before, the only thing that's not usual is um, we're getting our temperatures taken before we 
are allowed in. Enter the building. Yes. Yeah, we get a little sticker each time mm-hmm. to post on it to like sort of stick to our clothes that says, I am not a zombie. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, but what about the stores? I've heard that uh, a couple places have gotten sort of ransacked, but uh, oh, are, we, yeah. are we hoarding though? I think the convenience stores all look kind of normal. Well, um, I think what happened was that uh, um, I think they did an analysis. Um, I think there was, I forgot which day it was, when we had like uh, six new cases in a day. Right. Then another day was eight, another day was 10, and last week it was 23. Well, that's, and these that's are all what, imported cases. People were coming back all, of, all, all at yeah, once. Yeah, and I think that um, uh, we welcomed like 10,000 Taiwanese students and people who were living abroad, you know, all just last week. Because pretty yeah, much all the... citizens. And and I know that some of my friends, they're they're scrambling to bring home their children who are studying abroad. Right. Yeah, in the UK. And they all, all have to be quarantined for two weeks. Yeah, so yeah. So they can't just, like, go home, I right. think. Oh, is that right? Yeah, everyone. They've been quarantined everyone, in a certain place? All, no, everyone who enters Taiwan now. Now. And there aren't very, I mean, the number of people being allowed in is pretty limited. Only citizens and, like I said, residents. And yes. Then, uh, foreigners with special permission. Yeah, so, everyone, no matter where they've been from, is required to quarantine themselves for two days. I mean, I... I don't. I know that they have special like buses and stuff that are taking people mm-hmm. to where they need to go. But I don't think it's a good idea to quarantine yourself at home if you live with other people. If you're potentially sick, I don't right. think that's oh. you're going to get everyone else sick then potentially. Oh, okay. Wow. So I don't you know that it. everyone's supposed to go to the like quarantine center. They had them for the people who were coming from Wuhan. Right. I'm not sure what the where well. I'm sure going. they'll be stopped at the customs, right, and then be told what they need to do. Yeah. So. Um, oh, okay. Even if the parents don't realize, you know, the procedures and all right. that. But anyway. So what's the atmosphere like, do you think? How would you um, say it? Well, I mean, people are, you know, scrambling and stocking up. And for some reason, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that's been a theme around the world. I don't understand why. And they say that because everybody else in the, uh, like, you know, some other countries, you know, are doing it. And so they're doing it. And people like, here saw it on the news, maybe. And then yes. decided maybe, well, we've been panicked about toilet paper a couple of times for separate reasons in the I years know. gone by. So. so funny. But I think generally people are not that tense. Right. Except that when they show it on the news, you know, yeah. like these um, big But I mean, in everyday life, in everyday life, people are not... Oh, uh, yeah. Well... People are not crazy. Maybe everyone they're not is, showing it. <laughs> everyone seems to be sort of uh, calm. So I guess, um, I think uh, definitely our health minister is doing a good job. He's become um, a superhero of sorts. He and is. They, they've even made, like, not at real action figures, but paper ones of him. We're, we're, Have you seen like those? A, huh? What? Like oh, the paper oh, of action him? figures oh, of yeah. him? yeah. Oh, yeah, he's I become, know. I think that he could become, like, maybe our next president. Who knows? People oh. are, he's probably certainly has a very high approval rating here. With yes. His working around the clock, appear, making regular appearances. I've been praying that he stays healthy. I, yeah. Everyone's worried about him I because, know. like, he's, even if he doesn't get the virus, I mean, he, mm. overworking, man. He's yeah. He's always on the news. I know. It's hard every for us day. to find other pictures to use because everyone that's, every story related to the outbreak has his picture as the cover story. It's like kind of gets a bit repetitive. I but know. But no, he's, he's like a superstar, I yeah. think, across political lines, which he is unusual. He holds a press conference every day and facing all the reporters and everything, well, seven days a week. Well, so. I know that a lot of our listeners are in areas that are perhaps under lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, as of the time we're recording this, things could change. Uh, we are not yet, but uh, stay strong out there, everyone. We've all been, I think, through worse. Yes, we're in this we'll get, together. We'll get through this. All right. Well, all right. 
I guess it's important to look at the positive side. I guess perhaps because a lot of you are at home or socially distancing, <laughs> as they say.、Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of letters this week to get through. So thank you very、yes. much for writing to us. If you are looking for something to do. Why don't you write、right. us a note? Tell us、yeah. what you think of our programs. Exactly. So let me give you the ad- address. It's、uh, PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And of course, you can always leave us a note on Facebook or on YouTube. We look forward to reading what you have to say. All right. Well, this first letter I have in my hand is a handwritten letter from Akio Maeda of Japan. And it says here, dear sir, well, ma'am, I have the pleasure of sending you this reception report. Your programs are very interesting and full of useful information. He、um, he listened in on、uh, March ninth at one five three two zero kilohertz. Simple rating was four five five four four to three three five three three, and interference was Radio Japan.、Um, he、uh, used AudioCom RADP seven five zero. Is that a Z? Okay, pocket radio. Oh wow, pocket radio, and、uh, with a zero point five meter rod antenna, and、uh, he listened to I believe it was the news, and then in the spotlight. Oh my program, uh, uh, yes, I interviewed a、um, shoe designer here in Taiwan, who、uh, learned after a Japanese、um, handmade shoemaker, Kazuo Hanada. That was、um, well. The, my guest was actually EJ. Sue, yes, very interesting name.、Um, and then it says here, could you send me your verification card? Well, no problem. I look forward to hearing from you soon. I hand this letter with the hope that it will be of interest to you. Thank you so much. That was again Akio Maeda of Japan. We go over now to Malaysia. We've got a letter here from Tim Brail, who writes, "Dear RTI friends, Salam Jahat." I'm going to say this wrong. Sejahtera <laughs> dari Malaysia. Greetings from Malaysia. Well, terima kasih. Thank you very much, <laughs> and thank you for the previous QSL card pertaining to RTI's 90th anniversary.、Um, as I'm submitting a number of reception reports,、uh, as before, these RTI English language broadcasts were monitored in early March, and so he's asking for some new QSL cards and says that、uh, RTI's programs were both entertaining and informative. I especially enjoyed the segments on Argentines of Taiwanese descent. Well, I'll make sure to tell Andrea about that. My interview、mm. in that episode. And bamboo flutist Yu Shunfa topics I knew nothing about. Until next time, all the best and stay free of COVID nineteen.、Uh, so I'll just go over the most recent of these reports. This one is for it looks like March fifth here.、Um, this was our broadcast on one five three two zero kilohertz.、Um, over the past sort of period there, when he was listening.、Um, Reception was generally good, fives and fours mostly. That day was five four five five four. The English programming was uh, featured uh, here in Taiwan about, of course, COVID nineteen,、um, which alarmed a, an alarmed train conductor. Apparently, asked passengers to get off the train.、Mm, right. I guess someone must have been coughing.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a report about the number of deaths from COVID nineteen. Culture Visa Everywhere, which is a program that we've been commissioned to do, I think,、right. took a fun and whimsical look at popcorn. Uh, Taiwanese popcorn, that is, which is called exploding rice. It does make a loud oh, sound. Oh, oh, right.、Um, then Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes, hosted by Carlson Wong, which profiled, as we said, a famous bamboo flutist called Yu Shunfa. And there was some there's some、uh, comments about the songs, and also the closure announcement followed by a Hakka broadcast. So thank you very much for listening in and writing to tell us what you know what you thought about the programs. That comes to us once again from Tim Brail of Malaysia. All right,、uh, I've got one here from Prithviraj Prakayasta of Assam, India.、Um, it says, "Greetings from Assam. 
Hope you are all fine there in the English、uh, RTI English section and safe from coronavirus. Stay protected and safe always. So far, yes, so, <laughs> so far. far, fingers crossed. Just now, I've heard your English language transmission on shortwave radio. I'm tuning into your English program almost daily and really enjoying this. RTI contents are my only source of knowledge about Taiwan and different aspects of this great nation. Happy to send you the following reception report. And、uh, he listened in on, I believe it was March 12th at 9405 kilohertz from Johar Assam, India. And、uh, uh, he listened to Stroke of Light, a beautiful story told by Jake Chen in the spotlight with、uh, Miss Me, where she talked with a guest who was into handmade shoemaking. And then、um, it says here technical remarks, very strong and FM like reception without any noise and interference. And、uh, please refer to the attached audio file. Well, thank you so much. Simple rating was 55545. Well, that's very good. Okay, so that was again Prithvi Raj Prakayasta of Assam, India. We have a, a number of letters, especially large number of letters this week from Japan. So I'm going to get to the next one in our little stack here. This one comes to us from Osaka. From, it's by Mikio Kohara. Who writes, I had the pleasure of listening to your English language broadcast. I can understand a little English, and、uh, the following is an outline of the contents I was able to enjoy listening. Unfortunately,、um, I don't know, the listening conditions were not ideal, apparently.、Mm-hmm. Um, this was a report about our March 8th broadcast on 15320 kilohertz.、Um, it says that、uh, RTI service on 15320 kilohertz at 0300 UTC had fair to poor listening conditions, which is、uh, a bit disappointing to hear, but、uh, we'll let our technical department know about that. Um, there was Chinese to go, a, kind, a Chinese conversation about、uh, weather in Taipei. And、uh, there was Curious John, where I interviewed our Spanish service colleague Andrea Wang about、uh, her life growing up in Argentina during the 1980s.、Um, then there was Stroke of Light, a story about painting and a painter who was very poor, I guess, grew up or spent a period of time. Living poorly in the、mm. 1960s. Then Feast Meets West about the introduction、uh, of Taiwanese food and the drop in restaurant customers due to the coronavirus.、Um, and there was also a discussion about a Taiwanese food, a Taiwanese food called Loco Food Noodles. I'm not sure what that is. I'll have to ask Andrew.、Mm. Maybe it's a restaurant name. And、uh, Hakka rice noodles, which are wonderful.、Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely recommended if you come visit Taiwan. So, thank you very much for writing to us. That comes、uh, from Mikio Kohara. It also says that in Japan, the new coronavirus is growing, but Taiwan, which has been excluded from the WHO,、uh, has prevented the spread of infection through quick quarantine efforts. And、uh, he also says he appreciates our February QSL. Which featured Taiwanese confections, pineapple cakes, actually.、Mm. Okay, well, I've got one here from Japan as well. This is from Shin Makino of、uh, Saitama Ken, Japan. And、uh, let's see here. He listened in on March 11th, it was, at 15320 kilohertz.、Um, he listened to the news. Yes, it was the news. And、uh, how Taiwan reported, well, Uh, reported two more infections of the novel coronavirus COVID 19,、um, raising the total number of cases to 47. Actually, now、uh, it's up to 108、uh, at this time of reporting.、Uh, media reports are saying there will be two charter planes bringing over 400 some Taiwanese back from Wuhan on Tuesday evening. And then Foreign Minister Joseph Wu saying the government will help Taiwanese citizens evacuate from Italy if necessary. The Central Epidemic Command Center announced that an updated system of mask rationing will officially kick off on Thursday, etc. 
And then also uh, he listened to an episode of Here in Taiwan, uh, where they talked about a Taiwanese member on the Korean uh, female group called Twice. Yes, uh, that she was currently under 14-day quarantine in Taiwan, well, at, at the time of this letter. And that Taiwan will soon be making uh, about 10 million face masks a day. Some businesses like hotels are closing due to COVID-19. The percentage of female legislators in Taiwan is number one in Asia. About interviews with women on discrimination facing workplace. About affecting the birth rate of Taiwan schools. Simple rating was 43443. I guess it could be a little bit better. My impressions of your programs. The reception of NHK World Japan was so bad today that I used remote SDR at, um, from the Philippines. I think Taiwan is a country where coronavirus is more advanced than Japan. Maybe... Um, more under control, that's what we have what he meant. We have a fewer number of cases so far. Right, Hopefully right. we can sort of... Under control. Yeah. And today's broadcast has benefited a lot from that. Thank you for your continued support in the future. I hope you found reception report to be of some use. And thank you so much. That was again Shin Makino of Japan. We've got another note here from Japan. This one comes from Nagasaki. This is, comes from Hayato Furukawa. Uh, who is writing in about our March 3rd broadcast on 15320 kilohertz. Uh, there was today's top story and some music, uh, followed by several topics about Taiwan. Well, that's generally what we broadcast about here, <laughs> uh, followed by a new episode of Here in Taiwan. Uh, conditions, the simple rating was 44422. And it says, this is my third English report in 2020. I will write to you again. That comes to us once again from Hayato Furukawa of Nagasaki, Japan. All right, uh, now we move over to Indonesia. This is coming to us from Waluyo Ibn Dichman. It says, Dear RTI, this reception report, it was tuned in on 15320 kHz Jakarta time from 10 to 11 Jakarta time. Um, let's see here. On March, I think he listened in on March 9th. Okay, this first report here, uh, first reception Simple rating was 43333. He listened to In the Spotlight about working in Japan and Women's Day. Okay. Classic shorts on a Chinese poem. Then he also listened on March 12th. Simple rating was again 43333. He heard the news and here in Taiwan talking about COVID-19 preventing actions. Ear to the ground about what UNESCO heritage. And then also Carlson Wong's program, music program, Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes about Typhoon in Shanghai. And then he also heard on March 13th, a simple rating was four across the board. The news was about hotels and travel industry getting impacted by the virus. And then here in Taiwan talking about education affected by COVID-19. And on uh, the last day that he heard was March 15th on this report, simple rating was again four across the board. He heard Chinese to go, Hua. That means to talk. to talk. And then time by number, talking about studies. Okay. Hope this reception report will be beneficial to you. See you in another email. Well, thank you so much for keeping us updated on your listening. That was Waluyo Ibn Dichman of Indonesia. And that ends today's program. So right. thank you so much for all your letters. Keep them coming. We always love to hear from you and what, how you guys are doing over there, uh, coping with the, um, you know, with the pandemic. But uh, let's all keep safe and healthy. Wash your hands. Wash yes, your wash hands. your hands wash too. Your hands. Right, right, right. And if you can, you know, wear a surgical mask. If you're going out in public, that is. But uh, anyway, 
Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is RTI at RTI dot org dot tw. And as always, you can always write us a note on Facebook or YouTube. We look forward to reading what you have to say. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Vintriest. Keep safe. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>